Being a baby must be crazy, huh? What makes you say that? I'm just looking at these pictures of my friend's baby, and it's like, it's crazy how you can't think logically when you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so damn true. <laughs> I mean, look at this baby. That baby doesn't know what the f- That baby- What that, is he thinking? Yo, that baby looks like Rio during the couch scene when he's just blinking. Rio <laughs> is a baby then. Rio is a damn baby and that's T. That's the fucking- Yeah. <laughs> that's it. He's a damn baby. If only we could jump through the TV and explain to all these girls. Guys, we figured it out. He's a dumb damn baby. He's a dumb damn baby. He's a DDB. That's, that's literally the answer. Hi everybody. This is Noelle. This is Nick. And we're Terrace House Mafia. We are. We are just having coming off of watching having seen episode <laughs> 30 of Terrace House, the program. I thought it was 31. That was 30. It's a, episode 31 of Terrace. We probably shouldn't get into this, but. Oh, episode, you're right. Yeah. I got it. Episode 31 of THM. <laughs> episode 30 of TH. Yep. Let's talk about this date that kind of opens the episode between Emika and Tupas, where they go to the damn movies. Okay. Um. What kind of crackhead shit is what? it to go into the movie theater? I've held this from you while we were watching because I wanted to discuss it on air. They walk, he gets the, she gets the snacks, he gets the tickets, it's all going good. They walk <laughs> into the theater. He has apparently picked out two seats in the last row of the movie theater. And Emika's like, oh wow, great seats. That's why they're, like, meant for each other. Yeah, because they're both insane. Who the fuck sits in the back row of the movie theater on purpose in an empty theater? I've done that. That's in, that is psychotic. Oh, wait, not in an empty theater. Why, you would want to sit in... I mean, I always go mathematically for the most middle seat, right? If the like, theater was empty, then yes. If there's eight rows, I'm sitting in row four. If it goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I'm sitting in D and E. What's the wire cutter best movie seat? I'm t- I, if there was if wire cutter did movie seats, they would have my back on this. I I believe it. <laughs> Sitting in the last row is like that'd be like if I put a movie on in our living room and you're like I'm gonna watch from the kitchen. You know that is actually a kind of a crackhead thing to do. Thank you. Yeah, like if you were like drunk and on crack, you would sit in the back. Yeah, and I have no other explanation other than they were both <laughs> drunk and both on crack. The popcorn. The drink was full of alcohol and the popcorn had crack sprinkled on it. This is a weird episode of Terrace House Mafia so far. Um, <laughs> they go on the dinner date after the movie. He just says point blank. Old boy is coming on strong. Yeah. He's coming through with the, yeah, you know, I feel really differently about you than I do those other two girls. Also, I bought us matching towels. Um, it was like subtle strong though. Like mm. his, he has no, so monotone that like. He's saying these crazy things, but it kind of comes off. Yeah, like, that's true. He could say almost anything and it wouldn't sound offensive because he says it like it's the most boring shit ever and never sucks. smiles. And that's why they're meant for each other. I kind of, I mean, I'm into this relationship. I said it uh, before. I, it just seems like it's it's working for her. Like she she the one thing in the day that made me think it was actually going well was when Emika talks about the fact that there's rumors that she's experienced with men and she says people says she looks like she works in a hostess club and she said that she appreciates that someone's taken the time to get to know her for real. Mm. Um, I think that's promising. And then she gets home, gets to the girl's room, brags about her gifts and stuff and says the last line before the title screen, she's like, I think I might be falling for him. I feel like what watching this, I feel like she's a little bit superficial though. Mm. 
Because she always just talks about, like, her Instagram and, like, how people think of her and yeah. perceive her. It's funny because like, it sounds like what she wants is for people to not perceive her that way. But in a way, her hand-wringing over how she's perceived, like, how her appearance is on Instagram versus the TV show or whatever, it just, it kind of reinforces the idea that she's uh, a little bit superficial. Which is weird because she's dating the ugliest dude in the house. So explain that. Plus, like, her response to him... Like, showering her with gifts and, like, affection was her just talking about how he... She likes him because he sees her for whatever she really is or whatever the fuck she's talking about. But she's not, like, saying, I like you because you're all these good things. True. She hasn't really said anything about his personality. She she just said, the date was super fun. Look at these towels he gave me. Um, I think I'm into him. And I just don't... It almost seems like it's not about him as a person. It's about him brute forcing the date by checking all the boxes... Paying for dinner, giving her gifts, etc. Yeah, I don't know. I just need to hear something a little bit more real from her. But also, it's not like he says much. So. And also, I don't want to. I don't want to put the kibosh on anything because seeing two people kind of be into each other in this show, after thirty episodes, is is such a relief that I like go for it. I don't care. Please, just anything. And we're starving over here. Yeah, I guess this is how it really is, though. Mm-hmm. Dating. Um, how about that bad stand-up comedy from our boy Kai? Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I I wish I could. Yeah. Uh, um, that was some dookie doo-doo diarrhea toilet bowl jokes that I he mean, told. <laughs> I I thought I thought that there must have been more to hit the the salary men kill themselves bit that he was practicing in the playroom. Turns out there's not. That's the whole joke. It was worse actually. It got worse. Yeah. Right? It was like this weird. It was like man, I don't understand how salary men don't kill themselves, and you're like. Weird premise, but surely he's going to say something that'll make that make sense. And instead he was like, yeah, you know, their families are pricks and their wives cook shitty food. And I was like, bro, like you're 20 something. You don't know what the fuck. You grew up in Arizona. I know. I actually thought that was really, and you pointed this out too when we were watching it. It was pretty insightful of Vivi after the show to not just say that it wasn't funny, but to kind of perfectly articulate why it didn't work. Like, she, she points out, like, hey, this joke comes off as weird and inauthentic because he's not speaking from his personal experience because obviously he's never been a salary man. It's just like he's, uh, it ends up feeling mean because he's not talking about him mm-hmm. or his life. He's saying, wow, look at all these motherfuckers and their terrible lives. Isn't that a terrible life? And it's like, bro, what, what? not really your comedy corner to <laughs> plant your... Yeah. Your feet on. And the peanut gallery, like, reflected the same thing she said. Yeah. And they're actually, like, in the game. Totally. At least least two of them are professional comedians. And they kind of couch it in, oh, I don't really understand American stand-up. But it's not a, it's not a East versus West thing. He's just, his jokes aren't funny yet, is how I would politely put it. It's also just, like, the hardest thing to do in the world. So I'm sure this is, like, a good learning experience. I believe that. I also think that his current iteration is it feels like a guy who wants to do stand-up and wants to be a stand-up comedian and wants that identity more than he is actually meant to be a stand-up comedian does that make sense like he likes the identity and he loves telling people this is my job but he i just nothing about it seems natural to him or like he was born for it the rhythm is awkward even the guy hosting the comedy club said something to the effect of oh look your friend's brought flowers it's like they knew it was going to be a funeral the peanut gallery did say though that he has like the perfect kind of voice and yeah. like, aura to him i just can't think of any comedians who got famous because their voice was nice 
Yeah, but I mean, I th- I don't. I wouldn't say he has no potential. I agree. I agree. I think if he like worked at it for more than four months, it just feels like the equivalent of somebody saying, "Yeah, I'm a I'm an Instagram influencer full time," and in reality, they like. Right. They they just are a person who posts Instagram posts with 800 hashtags on it. Like you can't I feel like it feels immodest of him to introduce himself that way when he hasn't earned it. He hasn't told a single funny I joke. I mean, but you don't drag all of the actresses on the show. <laughs> the, you know. Well, but again, they're aspiring actresses, right? Like Vivi doesn't intro herself as I'm an actress. She says I'm a model, which is verifiably true she's had modeling gigs yeah and then she wants to be an actress someday if kai said i want to be a comedian someday i would okay. take no issue with yeah, it yeah i see what you mean there um weird bit would love to see more <laughs> of it kai. <laughs> i don't hate kai i just love i just hate bad comedy actually i don't even hate bad comedy i if we could see him do shitty stand-up every episode forever i'd be in heaven because it's so fun to watch yeah my I had to, like, bury my face in the couch. We we kept, like, glancing at each other in yeah. just sheer agony yeah. at how that scene felt like it was 40 minutes long. Yeah. It is great to watch someone just, like, crash a fucking bus. <laughs> it is. There's something pleasurable about yeah. that. The human condition. I know. Um, I'm sure he can talk about that in his stand-up. He should. He should talk about what it's like to be an unfunny comedian. That would be a great bit. That could do a, he could do a good chunk on that. Do you think... That the amount of flirting that Vivi and Rio are doing in front of Hana is, to me, it feels kind of cruel sometimes. Yeah. What's your feeling on that? I mean, I guess it's a balance between insensitiveness mm-hmm. or maybe they're trying to send her a message without actually having to say anything. I think that's exactly it. It's just like... Painful. And, and there's other ways to get that across without, like, touching and flirting and smelling each other's hair on the couch with the girl on the couch. Mm-hmm. Then again, Homegirl has not picked up on a single cue. The fact that we're still in the uh, Hana is not getting the message from Rio arc is driving me bonkers. Like, I feel like the past three episodes or four episodes have just been the same plot, which is this girl likes this guy. He doesn't like her back. She's in denial about it. And we all have to watch that play out hana's not very sensitive to his feelings it feels like it yeah it feels like she's oblivious to it like she's honestly being way too persistent Mm -hmm. the restraining order thing is like not even a joke anymore bro the the (laughs) fact that she got caught staring at them through the window and is still doing it and is now inviting emika to do it with her it's so painful and weird i remember when he came home like I forget where in the episode, but he was like, yeah, I was actually on the roof. Like, it was freezing cold, but Mm -hmm. I was, like, reading there. I legit was like, he got us to, like, hide on the roof. It's the only place she can't spy on him. Yeah. There's, as far as we know, there's no windows to the She's going to rent an apartment across the street and get a big old cartoon telescope. She would. She would. I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. But, you know, that's funny. It's good television. It is good television. Uh, It feels like this is coming to a head, though, and it feels like the... Hana Rio thing can't last more than another episode. Like it, the the final scene in this episode is um Emika doing some recon on behalf of Hana and right. basically nudging Rio towards the conclusion that he has to point blank shut her down. And his reason for why he hasn't was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I think it was very fair. Which is he was like I can't break up with somebody who hasn't even confessed to me like yeah 
she hasn't even said that she likes him yet, so she hasn't really given him the opportunity to um, shoot shoot her down. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Yeah, I think I mean the message is clear. True. Like he could he could reject her in a way that like a less roundabout way. It just feels like he needs to bust out a loudspeaker and just say, "I'm not into you." <laughs> like at the top of his lungs in the middle of the living room in front of everybody because she's not getting she just can't perceive subtle cues or doesn't want to. Yeah, I think she's just in denial. I gotta say, the the scene where Kai came home after the stand-up and kind of commiserated over how badly it went made me like him more than anything else I've ever seen. Why? Because it just, just like him understanding his shortcomings and talking through them and knowing he had a bad set, which is totally normal and totally natural. I, and, and him like, he, the thing is he has a good sense of what's funny in real life. If, if he's around Hana or he's around Vivi and one of them says or does something funny, he'll like start laughing his ass off because he knows what funny is. And that's a great thing to have. Like even when, when Vivi kind of, and I predicted she was going to do this. You did. <laughs> even when Vivi is like confronts him about the salary man thing in front of everyone else. He just like, she, he's like, yeah, it was a, it was a crappy set. And she's like, yeah, the salary man thing was a bit much. He turns and laughs. He's like, oh, yeah, really? You thought so, too? And I just I think he has a good head on his shoulders for comedy. He just is struggling to translate it from the funny interactions you have in real life to what's on stage. I agree with the peanut gallery that he's kind of aping what he thinks comedy is supposed to be and hasn't found his voice yet, which is normal for a new person. But I just like seeing him like he Kai's not like delusional. Like he knows that his set went bad. He knows that he's yeah. It wasn't a good set, and I mean, you don't have to be like brilliant to know that that set was no. Of course not. I just think that like he. I don't think that he's a lost cause comedically. Does that make sense? I think he's still there's still hope for him. Like in the way that Kenny thought his art was good. <laughs> yeah, we never heard him. He, he was not modest enough about his weird traced JPEGs of Instagram models. Yeah. I would just say I'm excited to see where he goes with it. Maybe he's more meant for like a comedy writer mm. position or something. Maybe. You know? Maybe. I would love to see a, a broccoli pasta thing where he comes back in three months and tells a good salaryman suicide joke. <laughs> it just brings it full circle just like Rupert It's possible. It's, it's definitely possible. It is possible. But- um, by the way, I think that he is into Hana. I was just going to ask about that. Do yeah. you think that Hana is just going on the date with him to make Ryo like jealous? Uh, the trampoline date? Yeah, or just like in general, just dating him to make Ryo jealous. I don't know that she's doing it to make him jealous, but I do think that either way the outcome is the same, which is that her whole heart's not in it. And no matter how well it goes, it doesn't end in anything meaningful. Right. Like I, I do think no matter how good of a date it is, She's so her mm. her head and her heart are elsewhere, and it won't. There's just no romantic potential there. She's still way way. She can't even see her crush interact with someone else without stalking him, interrupting, staring through a window, or weeping openly. She's in no position to be seeing other people, uh, yet. <laughs> I M H O. I would like to see Joe's reaction though, if they do start dating in any way. That would be cool to see if like. They become a full-fledged couple and the rest of the house has to grapple with that. Oh my god. I just that wouldn't happen. But. It wouldn't. But if it did, it'd be interesting. I still think that even in that situation, Rio would be just as apathetic and frankly airheaded as he appears to That's be now. That's true. There's so many shots of Rio this episode where he's just 
blinking and staring off into space and you just you can tell that there's no if you had an ekg on that fool there's no fucking cerebral activity going on <laughs> he's, it's just a hollow it's just Fortnite dances going on up there uh, it, it is he's just too tired from like basketballing where when he comes home he can't give it his all true i just there's things he does that make me wonder if he's a person like if he if there's anything in there like he comes home, uh, announces that he's gonna watch a movie on the couch, and then five minutes later, Vivi looks over at him and realizes that he's got his phone out. I know. And is craning its worst posture ever, staring straight down from above at his phone as he watches a Netflix show on his phone from one inch away. It's like banana. Who does that? Who watches a movie that way? There's like nothing. That makes my pussy drier than him thinking he was going to watch a movie on his phone. It's so nuts. I feel like we're just repeating the David Lynch YouTube video about, like, uh, the idea that you watch a movie on your phone is... I'll just play a clip from it here. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, you will never in a trillion years experience the film. You'll think you have experienced it. But you'll be <clears throat> cheated. It's a, such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone. Get real. Like, there's like TVs in their house. There is. There's a whole ass playroom. And he's going to sit on the couch and stare. Vivi had to come in and like volunteer her laptop. Um, which, I mean, obviously was a, a also a stealth way to get them cuddled up on the couch together. Um, I just that is actually now that you brought it like I can't get over the f- movie on the phone. It's thing. so weird. Who the fuck does that? Doesn't he have a laptop or a? Sh- certainly, the biggest screen in his life is not his like four point <laughs> five inch smartphone. I don't know why that's so crazy. It just is. It's just no way to to enjoy a a television program. IMHO. Um, by the way, we have to talk about something that that we noticed while watching. That nobody commented on, the peanut gallery oh didn't comment on. We even turned on the uh, audio descriptor track, which I believe is the peanut gallery commenting on the show in real time. Yeah, just is. to see if they noticed it. Nobody noticed it. I When Rio came home the night of the movie on his phone date, what appears to be a huge hickey on his neck. From? We don't know. And Who? Where? We don't know. One of his, one, a girl outside the show, one of his teammates, it could be anyone. How did no one notice that? It's insane. How did, I mean, how did Vivi cuddle up with him? And She must have noticed. Do you think that there's a, there's a deleted scene where she asks about it and he says that it's just a bruise? I mean, like from sports? Maybe we need to start watching the YouTube kind of like side videos. Maybe. Do you think there's any chance that it's not a hickey? Maybe like a two percent chance. Like, how do you get a a a lip, a smooch shaped neck injury on the basketball court? No, it's, that's a hundred and twenty percent a hickey. It is. It's got the 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 give the dead giveaway raised redness, the raised Indian burden redness that only a hickey can have. But nobody says a thing. Nobody in the room. Nobody in the peanut gallery. It really made me feel nuts. Like I think Vivi one hundred percent noticed. Rob, I don't see why she wouldn't bring it up because she's so straightforward. There's only one reason she wouldn't bring it up, and it's that she's the one who left it. It's either she's the one who left it or she brought it up and there's a deleted scene. Yeah. 
It's weird. It looks like somebody was either kissing on him or choking on him. And either no, either way, I think it was Vivi. I don't know. Well, it was always, it wasn't always there. Yeah, true. So there's a lot of talk on this episode and a lot of screen time devoted to after Vivi busts out the laptop, her and Rio are watching this Netflix show together, cuddled up right. on the couch. What'd you make of that? Um... Yeah, I mean, Duo wasn't really giving anything. No. The the most she got after, like, hours of cuddling was she, him putting her fingers under his elbow muscle for warmth, which is, like, <laughs> if, like, if making out is first base, that's negative seventh base. Yeah. Like, what? I, what is that? Ge- and the peanut gallery agreed. Like, that is a weird-ass gesture right there. She strained her hair for him. And for what? A for little what? bit of a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of elbow time. And it was right after like Hana had so Hana had tried to cock block, but actually like accelerated probably Vivi and Rose relationship. Yeah. But Vivi had admitted that she would never make the first move and she needs the dude to make the first move. Yeah. She's been very clear about that in conversations that Rio was in the room for. And then immediately after that conversation, Dio makes the opposite of what a move would be. Mm-hmm. Which is a finger elbow tuck. Yeah, so that was like a really I mean confusing. To paraphrase our our goddess Yu Chan, quote, why is nothing happening? Yeah, <laughs> that was I the don't... first line from the peanut gallery after the couch cuddle. She said, Why is nothing happening? And that's what I'm wondering too. Like oh. that scene felt primed for their first kiss or at least their first arm around the shoulder, and nothing happened. It's, it's because he has, like, someone he's seeing mm-hmm. that gave him that hickey outside of the show. I mean, that was that was one of the things they talked about in the peanut gallery. They were like, it, when they were searching for explanations why he's not making any moves, one possibility they raised was that. Oh, did they? I yeah. Yeah, the peanut gallery was like, maybe he's seeing a girl outside the show. That would make us hate him. I just don't think he's duplicitous enough or, frankly, high enough IQ to pull off a heist like that. No, I can see him slipping into that situation. And just being like, oops. And yeah, not knowing how to navigate it. Isn't it, is, I mean, what, I don't remember the name of the law, but isn't there like a, a sort of law of the universe that says the simplest explanation is the best one? And isn't the simplest explanation, he loves basketball, comes home every day tired and brain dead, and just doesn't really like either of these girls that much? I feel like that's the simplest answer. I don't think it's that unsimple or complicated for him to have found love outside of the house and where when what is he he's always playing basketball he only he's has never Monday nights home off. he's never home you never know the only i mean the only the best answer for this is that he found love outside of the house and on the court that's my t- i mean that that's a twist i can get behind <laughs> i would love that that's good tv i think he probably just has a girlfriend and doesn't want to get kicked off the show for saying the real well, situation i love a conspiracy though you do love a conspiracy yeah. And who can begrudge you that? Um, oh, yeah. You put out the call for questions on I Twitter. I did. I wonder if anyone asked us anything, though. How popular is English stand-up comedy in Japan? Good question. And actually, surprisingly pertinent for the title of the episode. This is from X Chill Phil. So the only thing I know about stand-up in Japan, English stand-up in Japan, is that the guy who, in one of my YouTube documentaries about Super Monkey Ball... I talk on the phone with this guy named Chris Wells, who was a former, he was a big English language voice actor in Japan in the early 2000s. 
And I got a YouTube comment once from somebody who was like, oh my God, Chris Wells, he teaches my English comedy improv classes here in Japan. Hmm. So he's in the English stand-up scene. That's why I knew it existed. But I don't know how big it is. I feel like it's got to be one of those like kind of niche things where there's like probably three or four clubs in Tokyo that will have an open mic on maybe Friday nights only or Saturday nights only. But I don't think it's huge. But also I, I can't really say. I just, I suspect it's like, a thing that exists, but it's definitely not a big enough thing that exists that anyone I know in Japan has ever gone to see it. Um, I don't think it's very big at all. I think the people that do get into it are probably trying to learn English and that's why they get into it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Martin Med asked, two episodes ago you mentioned you were catching up on part two through American Netflix. In case you missed it, the Japanese version had a new rendition of the title theme to coincide with the church's tour. Hmm. We probably missed that because we were watching uh, part two on English Netflix, but they have a special rendition of the title theme, uh, the church's title theme song in episode five of part two. But we watched episode five, part two on English Netflix. Mm. So we were getting that weird, like Christian rock ballad. Mm. So we didn't get a different version of that. That's interesting. We should go back through the through NordVPN and watch that episode again uh, on Japanese Netflix just to hear the difference. I can pull it up. Part two, episode five. Yeah. yeah. From Ooh. This Is Not a Place to Slack. Wow. So long ago. Shohei and Emiko were both in the same house. <laughs> Weird to think about. I know. Emiko's actually been there for a while. That's a good point. It, she uh, she was one of the first newcomers. She was one of the first newcomers in the house. She's been oh. kind of quietly plugging along for a minute. I mean, she's had like steady drama. Mm-hmm. So... It is so weird to think about that at one point we considered her and Hana to be rivals for Rio's heart. And now neither of them are in the running. Oh, crazy how things change so quickly. This is the one? Yeah, Episode. let me pull it up. Oh, he said it was mentioned at 4.30 and plays at 8.36. Oh, nice. <laughs> Convenient. So 8.36. Let's yeah. jump ahead. All right, here, here it is. It's like a live recording. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait. They're playing in the house. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. They came to the terrace house. The porn house. Bro, churches is in. The Where is everyone else? Wow. They had to do that when everyone was like at work. They probably recorded it a long time ago. <laughs> Are they from Canada? I don't know. If I was editing that, I might have made it so the whole title screen was them performing because for the first few seconds, you're like, this is a worse sounding version of the song. Oh, yeah. Well, they did announce like the tour thing. Though. Yeah, true. You're right. Interesting. I almost like that version better. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Interesting thing, though. Thank you for pointing it out. See, this is this is why us taking Twitter questions is uh, enjoyable. It's adding something to the, adding a new dimension to the show. Well, we should answer this math problem, though. What's the math problem? Is this the last question? Yeah, it's by Call Me Krellen. 
It's understandable to be mad at Ryo after this episode, but is there a path he could have taken that kept all parties happy? That's a great question and a great math problem, as you put it. Like, no. Like, you can ask God this question. <laughs> you know, like, this is like a really hard question. I, I think the answer is, is no. I mean, there's this whole... Um, I, I, I'm not mad at him though. No, but, but there are people who are in the peanut gallery kind of has taken this tact with him of like, oh, he should just be direct. But my heartfelt belief is that if he just told her, yo, I'm, I, I think a lot of people say they want directness from a, from somebody who's not interested in them. But I think if he had just straight up said to her like early on, like, Hey, I'm not interested in you. Like he would be getting roasted for being cruel and callous and unfeeling and it really is kind of an unwinnable situation for him here. Like, there's nothing he really could have said or done differently that would have um, spared Hana's feelings in this situation, I think. What do you, what do you think? I, I mean, I think I would be mad at him if this was like three, four weeks ongoing. But I think it's been like a week or two. Mm -hmm. And he mostly just plays basketball and isn't home. Literally. So I f how is he possibly supposed to even decide how he feels about someone? True. And give someone an answer on that yet. And also, like, he didn't ask for this. He didn't ask to be the most popular dude in the house. It just happened to him. So, <laughs> like, for, us, for us to be like, hey, 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 Rio, how are you going to address this? How are you going to fix it? Like, yeah. he, he just wants to hoop and score three-pointers and do dunks. Yeah. He doesn't want to be dealing with all this weird drama and this creepy girl eavesdropping from above there's yeah there is absolutely no way he could keep all parties happy because all parties are asking for unreasonable things true i think i would even be comfortable going on the record and saying that i'm team rio on this i i am not mad at rio whatsoever i don't hashtag rio did nothing wrong is where i'm at yeah he didn't do anything wrong um it's just a learning lesson for everybody true I don't know what the lesson is, but everyone can take something away Life from it. Life is hard. Life is hard. That is it. And on that note, thank you for listening to episode number 30 of Terrace House Mafia. Please, if you've been enjoying the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We read all of them, sometimes to each other, to make ourselves feel good about the show. <laughs> um, and if you're looking to watch Terrace House episodes in real time, even if part three has already come out in America, even if you're hearing this in April 2020 or May 2020 or June 2020 or whenever... There are invariably new episodes of Terrace House either currently releasing or on the way soon that you will be able to access by going to nordvpn.org slash Terrace and using coupon code Terrace. You will get 70% off a three-year plan and one month free of the service. Uh, anything else? You want to plug the Twitter? Um, our Twitter is at Terrace House Pod. I'm actively checking the tweets. She is. She's, <laughs> you're catching Noelle in a good period right now where she's hot off of a, a practically a year-long break from Twitter. And so she's... She's really trigger happy with the retweets. You are likely yeah. to get a retweet from her if you say anything even remotely interesting or, or thoughtful. It's just great to be tweeting again. It feels good to get them get them notifications bumping. It really does. <laughs> also, follow Noelle on TikTok. <laughs> we are balls deep in a coronavirus quarantine. And the result is that we are both active on TikTok. Her at is at Noelle Kenny, K-E-N-N-I. My at is at The Babylonian. I'm trying... Desperately to get Babylonian on there. Let's Someone see if that happens. Someone else has it. Someone else has it, as oh. is always the case. But normally yeah. erosion, I just wear them down. And I'm surprised you didn't immediately try to like grab that. I I was avoiding TikTok because I was just like, oh, someone acquired Musically. Who cares? 
But uh, I'll just cyberbully them into giving me my name back. <laughs> um, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And you want to say the catchphrase? We'll do this again. Yep. Shout out to Chad Hyman for coining that. Can't start. Can't start. You'll never go to sleep if you Can't let start. that feed take over. No.